Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Managing Editor, FightfulWrestling.com. You know where to go for all your wrestling news. More wrestling stories than anywhere else. That's FightfulWrestling.com. This show brought to you ad-read-free by Fightful Select. If you were a subscriber to Fightful Select, you saw uh, a few teasers for tonight's show. Uh, we'll explain some of the things that were supposed to happen and didn't. We'll talk some backstage news. We mentioned that Daniel Bryan had a big reveal. Mentioned that Becky Lynch was going to kick off the show. That our truth was going to get a title match. They were going to comp- continue the Mandy Naomi thing. Uh, we got lots of news going up on Fightful Select all the time. Stuff that doesn't really fit into articles on Fightful.com. But you get exclusives like that from time to time and dozens of podcasts. Make sure you guys check it out. That's the most direct way to support us. But hey, if you don't want to do it financially, you can always leave a thumbs up on this video, subscribe, retweet stories, comment. All that stuff goes a long way. iTunes reviews also really help. But let's get into SmackDown Live. It is January 29th, 2019. I am joined by one Alex Palowski. And Alex, it's been a day. <laughs> it has it has been a day uh for for a lot of people uh yeah it's um i i uh certainly didn't think that it was going to go this way uh starting at the uh, last night but uh here we are so people asking me if i will put up a super bowl thread this weekend yes we do every year there will be a super bowl thread again this weekend but let's talk the big news of the day pw torch's wade keller uh, posted last night at about three in the morning that Dean Ambrose had informed WWE that he would be writing out his contract, which ends in April, and would not be renewing with the company. Now, I've been uh, talking to people all morning about it, following up. There is always the suspicion of a work, and a lot of people suspicious of such. I can tell you guys, if it is a work, they are going forward and working people who uh, do marketing and advertising for them. They are working uh, 
people like uh, mainstream media outlets that are reaching out, which is a risky thing. We'll get into why that's risky. And producers, wrestlers, backstage workers, all those people are under the impression this is a true story. And uh, Dean Ambrose is frustrated creatively. Apparently, his time off, from what I've heard, based on the people I've talked to, that his time off last year gave him some perspective. And when he came back and the creative wasn't what it should have been after he reinvented himself, Alex, the guy was frustrated. Uh, I don't think based on anything that we saw during that Rollins feud that we can much blame him. Oh, no, I don't blame him at all. I don't blame him one single solitary iota. They said, tonight, uh, your brother is going to tell the world that he's got leukemia. And you're going to turn on your other brother at the end of the night after you guys win the tag titles. It's a huge, amazing, emotional moment. Everyone's going to be cheering for you. And then you're going to pull the rug out from under him. Don't worry, we got this great, we got this great feud for you planned. All this, all this great stuff. It'll totally work, be worth your while. And it wasn't at all. I I, like I, Matt- I've heard rumblings that maybe he was uncomfortable with that. I've not spoken to the man myself, so it's hard for me to say that. I mean, creatively, I feel like does, maybe- does that does that give some promise? Yeah, I mean, it's it was a hot storyline, but they immediately failed. On that's that. the thing is that if you're gonna do that and become basically persona non grata forever, you got it's. It's got to be worth your while. It's got to be like something really good to sink your teeth into. And I'm sorry, but like hanging out near a trash fire, which, you know, good Lord, what a metaphor that turned out to be. Yeah. And also just, you know, telling people that they smell bad because their city smells bad is not the best creative direction. Yeah. I mean, I've been a proponent against that you people promo for a long time. Daniel Bryan's the first person to make it work in. Years and years and years and oh man! So I've talked to Dean. I've talked to people about Dean Ambrose, and there were multiple offers made. WWE is still hoping that they can change his mind at the very least. Now, when when I say he's writing out his contract, that doesn't mean that he's sitting out. He's expressed no desire to sit out and not work. He has said that he will finish out his deal, his obligations, and move on. Things are very amicable from what I understand. WWE wants to retain him, offered him seven figures a year to stay. But anybody who knows Dean Ambrose historically knows that the guy doesn't have to have a lot of money to live. And he had joked that one day he'll retire, do a death match because they pay well, and disappear into the mountains. Now, also, there's the question about Renee Young. I've been told that Renee Young still has time on her contract. How much time? I don't know. But it's no secret that she has options outside of WWE as well. Absolutely. And the thing is, everybody has always told me that she downplays that because she has no ego. (laughs) And she doesn't really throw that up in people's faces that, hey, I have all these options. Even though it's abundantly clear to anybody with anything resembling a clue that she does. Uh, there, you know, there are people who criticize her commentary. She's a third commentator. She's not going to have a lot to say anyway, but both are very well liked within WWE. Uh, it, but Dean Ambrose has been vocal about his creative direction since returning. And you've had a lot of wrestlers lately, Alex, vocal about their creative direction from Sasha Banks speaking out to Mike and Maria asking out of their contracts, uh, whether Maria wants to admit it or not. The revival asked out and were, were asked to give them three more months. Dean Ambrose wants out now. WWE is wants to control the narrative that nobody wants out, but people do, Alex. Right, they do. 
And, I mean, I feel like Dean Ambrose is a very special case in this case because it seemed like whenever, like, in case of emergency, break glass and there's the shield. And they don't get to do that anymore. Like, if, if you lose, if you use Dean, that shield doesn't exist. You can do, like, Seth and, and Roman hanging out and being friends, but it's not the same thing without Dean. And if he walks then you've you've lost that wonderful little emergency parachute that you thought you had forever. They're going to have to hire Manu and Ron Mathis to play the, the Rick Bogner and Glenn Jacobs version of Razor and Diesel. They'll have Manu yeah. out there as Roman Reigns and Ron yeah. Mathis, actually a really good worker, yeah. from uh, the same geographical region. Yeah. Be these little way smaller versions of the Shield. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I'm, I mean, like, I'll, I'll be straight. Like, I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to miss Dean, not for the stuff that he was forced to do, but this, every now and then, like last night, like, I really feel like there was that moment last night where he halfway leaned through the ropes to get in Tripp's face. Like, there are little flashes of him being so brilliant as a performer that I'm going to miss whenever he's not around. Now, I, I do have a lot of people saying, well, maybe because uh, WWE issued us a statement on this, and they don't always do that. Traditionally, when I have asked about the status of a performer, they say, we don't talk about the uh, contractual status of performers. Then I know that I know that uh, another journalist reached out and were told, oh, well, we felt in this case it was best. The future endeavors message was a very kind one and one that you can obviously tell they want to retain him. But here, here are a couple of reasons behind this situation. Uh, WWE doesn't usually lie to media in that regard, quite honestly. Uh, there was the one time with Glad in 2011 where, where they did with CM Punk, but if they work their wrestlers, when a lot of wrestlers want to get out, I think that's dumb. Yeah. It's always considered in bad taste to quote-unquote work the boys. Yeah. Also, they strive and really, really try to get mainstream coverage and i I'm, I'm just throwing these out as an example but if rolling stone and variety and all those people got the same message and i'm assuming they did that i got from wwe well they're gonna likely take a look at that and if they're being lied to say you know what we maybe don't want to deal with you as much anymore that's that's a risk that you run there it's not hard to construct a pr situation for wwe where they're like oh hey rolling stone do you want to interview Triple H? Then they do so. And of course, Triple H is going to be asked, what's up with Dean Ambrose? You get the answer out that way. Fightful covers it. Wrestling Inc. covers it. WrestleZone covers it. Everybody covers it. Like It's much easier for them to do it in that way and really cover those tracks, so to speak. Uh, that doesn't mean that WWE won't make efforts to continue to try to retain him. It doesn't mean that they won't feature this on programming or mention it on programming they should some people said what do they stand to gain and i said did you see all the attention today oh yeah my god they're they're in wrestlemania season this is them making a any publicity is good publicity situation is it i don't know but we'll see ah man but you you had reigns rollins and ambrose and i really thought that they were a light version of and I say a very light version of The Rock, Triple H, and Stone Cold. Each had similar personality traits of those three. Yeah. Really crapped all three of them down the toilet in some regard. Rollins yeah. has regained some of his steam. But Alex, it's it seems like the, there was so much optimism in late 2014 when these guys were all singles wrestlers. 
Yeah, there really was. Uh, but it just, I think, I think they were kind of cursed because every time they tried to reform it, it just didn't work. Like they were like, oh, they, they're back together. Whoops, Roman's got whatever swine flu or whatever the hell it was that kept him out of a TLC that one year. And they had like, oh, we'll get everybody's favorite dad, Kurt Angle, to be Roman in this pairing. That, that worked. Oh, we'll get them, get them all back together. And oh, whoops, no, we're totally not going to do that anymore. Like it felt like there was all these times where they wanted to reform the shield. And for whatever reason, it just couldn't happen. And uh, yeah, I, I feel like it was it was lightning in a bottle that they tried to recapture too many times that it just didn't work. I'll have more on this on the FightfulSelect.com Fightful Report podcast this week and in the Fightful Wrestling Weekly. Let's go ahead and talk about SmackDown Live. Started off with Becky Lynch to a big reaction. Huge. Lynch said that she saw something in Ronda Rousey's eyes that she doesn't have anymore, that she does not have anymore, meaning Becky doesn't. And that is doubt. Says that she'll break Ronda Rousey's arm at WrestleMania. This was a good promo, Alex. Uh, Let's talk about what she said before what happened. This was great. The the thing of like, the thing that, that separates me from Ronda is that when I lose, I don't crumble. Like that was pointed and targeted and very, very, it felt very real. Bringing that up, uh, Ronda's very famous, like kind of, falling apart after the home loss, um, it, 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 it makes it feel real. Um, and I actually really like that they are able to use Becky's loss to Asuka to further the story with her and Ronda, while also keeping Asuka super strong. Like, that's really important as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I love this promo with her out there by herself. I thought it was so great. And, you know, there's been a lot of rumors flying around that they're like, oh, no, we're gonna still going to do the triple threat thing. And you just think to yourself, after last night, after yeah. the rumble, after just Becky out there by herself, they wouldn't be that stupid to muddy the waters, would they? <laughs> well, Charlotte comes out. She congratulates Becky Lynch for making it off of the kickoff show. And says that she brought Becky out of the kickoff show onto the main event. Becky just flat out punches her in the face. It was yeah. hilarious. Great. It was uh, fantastic. Was a big fan of that. Charlotte attacks Becky from behind who had been limping. We got a pretty good solid brawl. Officials had to break them up. And uh, Charlotte mocks Becky's limp. Charlotte went full heel, heel here. You have to. I, I'm hoping though, WWE reads the room and they realize Ronda Rousey is the heel. You don't right. need to make Charlotte the heel in the situation. Right. Ronda's you, the biggest one you can have. And, and I mean, the, just the logistics of, well, we're going to assume that if Asuka is still SmackDown Women's Champion, she's got to face somebody at Mania. And the way to make that a marquee match is to have that somebody be Charlotte. And somebody said this last night, and I thought to myself, I can't believe I haven't, like, everyone has been predicting this. The idea of... Becky beats Ronda, Charlotte beats Asuka, Sasha and Bailey win the tag titles, and the all four of them out there holding all the women's belts on the main roster is the closing image of WrestleMania 35. That just seems too perfect for them not to figure out a way to do it. It's, it's their Benoit Eddie moment right. with hopefully a much better ending when all it's exactly. said Exactly, yes. But it, it, they, they book towards moments, and that's 
such such a perfect way to do it. I feel like mudding the waters by having Becky versus Charlotte in the, in the thing with Ronda just doesn't make any sense. And last night when I was like, I can't believe the WWE hasn't found a way to screw this up yet. Everyone was like, I got so many responses that were like, just wait, be patient. They haven't done it yet. And I thought to myself, you guys are even more cynical than I am. But it's been since out, August, man. They've kept it going since August. I know. But the idea that all people are still out there cynical thinking that it's only a matter of time before the other shoe drops and that shoe is flare-sized. Well, I mean, do you do you remember it was the week after SummerSlam and it's when Becky came out and did the all you people thing. And then yeah. the next week they changed it and people were telling me in the company and I even said it to you on the podcast. I was like, no, they recognize it. They see it. They're making a change. And they did. From that point forward, yeah. Becky never did that again. No. And that went such a long way. Now, think about what that lasting visual that you mentioned, the four women in the ring holding titles, what that would mean for another WrestleMania main event down the line when those right. four inevitably are competing for the same title and they have that to throw back to in promos, in video packages, in anything. And then again, you go with whoever's the hot hand at the time. You got yourself a ready-made WrestleMania main event moment there. Yeah. That ain't easy to do. And it's even more important with the news that we just talked about with Dean Ambrose hitting the bricks. Yeah. Because now you don't have a potential shield three-way up your sleeve. Right. It's very true. Um, I wanted I wanted to read something. This is a, a guy that, that my best friend who was in the crowd – when Becky won the Rumble, and he he wrote this to me today, and I thought it was so perfect to like encapsulate how everybody is completely behind her. He wrote, "People in my section were pelting each other with fistfuls of popcorn that they were selling in these souvenir souvenir baseball helmets. A couple right above us was passionately kissing. I was hugging strangers who were also <laughs> wearing, wearing wearing Becky merch. One of the guys in our group in our group openly cried." The din and the chaos and the jubilation were just out of this world. It was the biggest moment, I think, since the end of WrestleMania 30. And that's what it felt like yeah. to people in, in, in the audience. And he said, he said, remember how we were talking about how the match afterward was dead? Yeah. Because there's just silence. He says, we were all cheering up in our section. You couldn't hear us because our voices were so hoarse from just cheering for Becky for like the entire time she was in the Rumble. Like it's it's possible that it just it was just too much. Speaking of too much, our truth is your new WWE United States champion. <laughs> he jobbed Nakamura and Rusev. Pardon my French, but straight the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> so, I liked the reasoning of this match. I okay. would have liked our truth to get a title, a, a world title shot, but I li like putting him in the elimination chamber would have made a lot of sense in this situation. Sure. But him defending or getting a title shot against Nakamura made sense to me, Alex. Yeah, that yeah. no, made, made perfect sense. He says, "I love that he said that I I know I would have won." And the Mans know it too. Okay, well at least we know that you went and talked to the McMahons, and they were like, "Fine." You have a valid point. You get a shot against Nakamura tonight. See how easy that was? And yet they so rarely just do the most rudimentary versions of logic that would explain away all their terrible, stupid, out-of-nowhere booking decisions. This is enough. I thought to myself, why does R-Truth get a title shot? And then all of a sudden they explained it, and it took 12 seconds. Perfect. Have a lot of people saying, was there a ref botch? I mean... There might have been a, a manual botch, something like that. It may have happened a little sooner. Uh, 
this was the the intended result. I right. literally spoke to people there at the venue uh, who worked for WWE who told me this was supposed to happen. If you had any doubts, they crafted a giant portion of their show around this happening. Uh, what what can I say? Truth countered to Kinshasa early and pinned Nakamura off a water slide attempt. It was unceremonious. Yeah. It was weird. It was clunky. It was a mess. It was ugly. It didn't and, look good. And it was Mike Kyoto. It was Mike Kyoto. <laughs> Mike Kyoto, who is affectionately known as Old Man Mike backstage. He is I, like, bust, his balls are busted about how old he is all the time. Man, uh, it, And it, this is from a lot of people, other refs, uh, producers, wrestlers, yeah. like, he is affectionately known as that, as the old, as Mister Magoo. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 for a second there, I thought he was might have been making it up to to Carmella for how slowly he was cashing in all <laughs> her cashing attempts. Like, okay, well, I feel bad about that, so I'm gonna give your uh, your. It would have been great now. if he looked at our truth before the three count. Are you sure you want to win this United <laughs> States Championship? What are you doing? <laughs> what is this you're handing me? Is this the ch- this is the championship match that I'm refing, right? I'm looking up, but I don't see what is up. Man, yeah. <laughs> so if this was an accident, they made or this was intended all the way that it was supposed yeah. to. They made a good job making it look like it was an accident. Rusev comes out and challenges our truth, so he's heel now, yeah. saying it was too good for Nakamura and definitely too good for our truth. So they broke up <laughs> Rusev Day. Got rid of Aiden English as an active in-ring performer on SmackDown. Turned Rusev back heel. Apparently Lana, too, who was massively over as a babyface with this crowd anyway. With yeah. with WWE crowds anyway. Yeah. And he gets beat with the quickness by R-Truth, too. So yes. what happens? Nakamura attacks R-Truth. Rusev gets in on it. What do you think of all this? Well, okay. So, um... It felt like it was one of those things where uh, the the SmackDown writing team and the Raw writing team weren't communicating, and SmackDown had already finished their script when Raw was like, "Hey, let's 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 uh, let's turn Elias heel." I mean, I know he's been a babyface; people really like cheering for him, but we're going to turn him heel. And SmackDown's over there didn't get the memo, and they're like, "Crap! It was too late to change ours now." Now we're doing the same thing with, with one of our baby faces that we just turned full baby face. The crowd loves him. Oh, crap. Because it feels like, why are you doing this? It feel, felt like when they brought up Absolution and the Riot Squad at the same time, but somehow they weren't connected, even though they were obviously just mirror images of each other. I, I, I always hate when they do the same story on Monday and Tuesday and expect us not to notice. But I will say, the end might justify the means because I think I'm here for evil Nakamura and evil Rusev as a tag team. I think I might be. Yeah, so that's what happens. Backstage, we see R-Truth being tended to. He says, I'm the new United States champion. I'm okay. R-Truth is 47. Yeah. And one U.S. title. And you know what? If it's to get these two out of the United States title picture to form a tag team, I'm okay with that. The issue is the club comes and approaches them. A team who was a high-priority signing three years ago and has been used like shit all along the way. Rusev even says, why don't you go back to catering and take your tall buddy with you? Yeah. That's great. That's great. Well, they have a match next week, presumably. 
next week. Our, Rusev says, I'll team with you one time. Don't screw it up. You know these two are going to team together much more. And I'm okay with that. Let's hope. I'm okay with that. If they put an emphasis on this division, I'm okay with that. Rey Mysterio comes out. He was planned and was actually up on the board as facing Samoa Joe on this mat, on this show. But uh, for whatever reason, it didn't happen, probably because of what happened later. Zelina comes out, asks if Rey is distracted by her. Andrade attacks with a fly-ass suit on. Rey turns the tide, but it doesn't last long. Andrade hits a hammerlock DDT. That wraps it up. This was just a placeholder. Yeah. Uh, if it gets me more Ray versus Andrade, I'm I'm totally for it. Uh, I'm, I'm in on uh, I love I love if you're gonna have somebody mock Eddie Guerrero, Andrade's pretty mm. much the guy to do it with. Like because I feel like he <laughs> could absolutely play that character perfectly in, in a way of in mocking him. I call him and have for a long time. He is the WWE's Manny Ramirez. He can be uh, an MVP caliber guy. He's got that type of personality. It doesn't always reflect in spoken word and language and all that, but you look back and you remember. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. For all the all the hijinks of Manny Ramirez, and you remember how good he is. Now, hopefully, he's Manny Ramirez without the PEDs. But I mean, we're we're talking about a guy who is. I do see Andrade being a ten ten year All Star for WWE, possibly longer if as long as they keep him happy because he ain't been happy uh, as of a few months ago. Backstage, Absolution just simply declare. For the tag title match. Boy, did I not like this. Okay. I didn't like it either. And then somebody's like, well, who are they going to have a qualifying match against? I don't care. And that's my, that was my deal. I was like, I don't care either. But then I figured out, I don't know who, like, Eva Marie and La Luchadora? There's, there's nobody else. You're assuming the Iconics are also going to be in it. Homeboy, they brought back the headbangers a couple years ago. <laughs> you can't dial up Lay Cool and say, hey, do us a solid. That'd be they, fun. 
If they did it, that'd be great. But I'm just saying there's literally, at least on Raw, everyone that uh, that are getting beat to not be in the match are at least members of the active roster. I don't know who else you would use. I honestly don't know who else you would use. I'm assuming I mean, the, th- the third, I'm assuming that the third uh, team, but beyond the iconic and absolution that gets to be in the match is probably like Naomi and Carmella are going to make a team because that's I, literally anybody else. I'm sitting here and I'm like, Caitlin's wrestling here and there. Integrate her somehow. Get some buzz for an upcoming SmackDown. Say, yeah. hey, this woman who hasn't wrestled on our show in a while is going to come back because she wants to become a tag team champion. You sure. still have a couple of weeks of shows. And one of the things that I love so much about WWE these days is they're making a real effort to make their matches matter. Yes. Yeah. All uh, the time. I mean, my God, we had two United States Championship matches tonight. That's true. We had uh, a top contender match. We had... Uh, an unveiling uh, of a title. We had a lot of stuff that mattered on these shows. I think that uh, either you have to have across both shows, everyone has to to fight their way in or everyone gets to declare. You don't get to do, everyone has to fight their way in on one show and everyone gets to declare on the other show. That doesn't make any sense because what, what in my, in my view then, you could easily have figured out a way to do two from SmackDown, three from Raw, and one from NXT. That might have been a lot of fun, but you said, no, we got to have everybody from, from SmackDown. And then you, you, you expose yourself in showing how few women you actually have who could be a part of this, this tournament or well, multi-woman I mean, match. Man, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, you could have brought Cam- – I don't like Cameron. Don't like her as a worker. Yeah. Bring her in. Team her with Naomi one night. She eats a pin. Whatever. I don't care. make make sense of it. It doesn't make sense this way. And for for them trying so hard to make these matches matter, and you have people you can reach out to, even if I don't like them in the ring, even if I probably would have shit on the actual match really hard, but I yeah. probably also would have credited <laughs> them for making an effort to to actually make the match matter and actually continue this. I uh, just it's. It's frustrating in that regard. Like, I get it. That was the criticism that they don't have a lot of people, but, man, it's right there. There there are women who would be more than happy to take that spotlight and, and run with it. Ah, <sighs> man. Also, we... <laughs> Sonya, I thought, cut a really good promo after Mandy threw to this tough enough footage of Naomi encouraging Tamina to beat up Mandy. I love that they integrated this. And I love that the interviewer said, <laughs> you're trying to ruin her marriage because she was mean to you on tough enough <laughs> like that. Like it's uh-huh. and Mandy's like, oh, yeah. But before she can say, yeah, Sonya's like, wait, hold on. I'm a little more eloquent than her. Let me yeah. talk about this. And I thought she knocked it out of the park. I, I, uh, I thought she did, too. Um, I, I. I it's a weird thing to be like, it's basically four years ago that this stuff on Tough Enough happened, but only now is she setting out to ruin Naomi's match. Uh, the picture she paints of herself back then is like unable to leave her home because she was so distraught over the trauma of having been beat up on Tough Enough, which is fine. But everything we've seen from her since has been nothing but like oozing confidence. So it kind of belies that. Um, I'm fine with all this. I guess the idea, like, my boyfriend left me because I wouldn't stop crying after you beat me up, so I'm going to ruin your relationship. But here's the crux of it, and this is why I 
and I'm going to get a whole bunch of comments about me being an SJW or some crap like that. <laughs> there are a lot of people who experience real trauma and go through crippling social anxiety disorder in this in this world. A lot of them who 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 watch wrestling because they don't have to go out and like interact with people because they've had something in their past that makes them want to just close off the world, but they but they sit there and they watch wrestling. And to belittle their experience by making something up for many to go through. And then to have the person on commentary who's supposed to be on her side make fun of it by like, Manny just texted me. She had some herbal tea. She's doing much better. It belittles all of this whole thing. I don't like, they're making fun of it by putting it in. It just, it's unnecessary. Like we could, we could move beyond all of this, but you decided you wanted to like double down on this Mandy and Naomi thing. And I don't know, man, it just feels tone deaf, but what else is new? Well, man, it's a TV show. I understand, but it's still it's, insensitive. It's, I mean, and it's not exactly a secret. Mandy Rose was not the social butterfly that many suspect her to be sure, when she sure. was younger. Like sure. that, she she's spoken very openly about that. Ultimately, it's a TV show. That's how I treat it. That's like the same with the the domestic abuse thing. It's like, man, I want WWE. People are like, WWE isn't high art. Wish it was. I wish it was. I would love to tune in to WWE the same way that I tuned into Breaking Bad and Ozark. Uh, one, maybe for our viewers, right? that would increase. I mean, we, we would have a lot of that. There would be more interest uh, because it'd be more compelling programming, but I'm okay with that. It's just storyline ain't good. No, no, it's not good. If the storyline was good, yeah, I wouldn't I would, mind as much. I, would, I don't I would, care if they, they we, do that, but... I'd be much more forgiving of it, but the thing I think that that to me separates from like regular TV shows is that outside of your TV show, you have these people go out in character and sure. meet people outside. So there are people who 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 may be like this and they feel that they have a connection to the storyline, but then feel like they're belittled. Who then yeah. don't they want to go out and meet your meet people that you've decided to go out and meet the public? Yeah, it's I can see that. Sure. Thing. The, lines, the lines are blurred. I mean, yeah. you got. I mean. To your point, there are people who wrestle under their real names on this show. Yes. And if you're an actor, am I incorrect in remembering if you, if you, if you're yourself, if you portray yourself on like a TV show or movie, you're not eligible for like, what award is it? Like an Oscar or something like that? I'm not not really sure. I know what you're referring to, but I'm not really sure. Yeah. We'll talk more about that later. Shane McMahon and The Miz come out. Shane McMahon has a video package prepared for The Miz and brings out Miz's dad, who gets a fantastic reaction. Yeah. <laughs> Not only that, Miz's dad says that he loves him and he's proud of him. Huge pop, Alex. Huge pop. Every, everyone is absolutely taking this 100% seriously, which I guess it should be. It's it's being done in earnest right now it is. I, everything, I think everyone's still waiting for one of them to turn on the other one or whatever. But for right now, this is being done in earnest. I love the idea that Shane hasn't really said it yet, but you get the idea that, like, my dad, who runs this company, has never told me that he's proud of me either. Yes. Even has- though they I, they may know they didn't show it on WWE 24. But they right. came close. They did. They did come close. <laughs> no, um, it was it was Vince looking at him <laughs> and then Shane saying, I'll be OK without yeah. Vince giving a shit enough to ask him. So I guess right. you're right. Yeah. So I, <laughs> but I but I like that that is their connection. Um, uh, so that's that's fine. And we'll we'll see where this goes. I'm 
I'm interested to see how Miz and Shane keep winning matches against increasingly better competition. After the great reaction from the crowd, Shane McMahon says they'll be fighting champions, and they announce a top contender match with the tag titles next. It is a four-corner elimination match. Usos defeated The Bar, Heavy Machinery, and New Day. This match was way less of a banger than I thought it could and should be, and maybe with Heavy Machinery involved, I should have suspected as much. However, they were super over. They with this were. crowd, Alex. They Phoenix were. loved them. Phoenix loved them. I don't know if that's because, I mean, I don't know if it's super common knowledge. Tucker Knight was an offensive lineman for Arizona State, I believe. Um, so, like, he's he, maybe he, maybe they, the, the crowd was there to support their boys. Uh, that's fine. Uh, I, I still think Otis is going to be super over no matter what he does for as long as he wants to be WWE. Because I feel like Vince is going to make sure he is. Because Vince loves big fat guys who do funny things. You know, it's just that's that's a, one of the things that, that Vince loves. Uh, I thought they held their own, but you're right. They didn't try to like. Nobody's trying to reinvent the wheel in this four corners elimination match because they didn't want the, the, the new guys to get you know crossed up in any way. If the club were in this match, I think this would have been a way different match. This would have been probably a sure. really high-level match, but I think they kind of had to play down to heavy machinery. Best spot of the match was a mushroom stomp powerbomb from New Day. That was really cool. Otis caught Kofi midair and a compactor eliminated New Day. The bar slammed Jimmy Uso across the barricade. We came back from a break to see Tucker hit a side slam on Cesaro, and Otis gets what I would call a lukewarm tag and got the caterpillar which got a great reaction. Sheamus breaks up a power slam pin attempt by Tucker, and then he gets uh, Tucker eats an Uso body press and a broken kick. They are eliminated. Then the Usos pretty quickly eliminate the bar. They're going to the elimination chamber. Two things about this match, or there were three things about this match that mattered. The Usos get a title match, heavy machinery are over, and that New Day spot should be seen. Yes. Those are all three things. I, I, I Again... This is one of those deals that that you know you were uh, so over the moon about it, and I, I was a fan of it too, but never more so than right now. The bar don't get an automatic rematch. Yeah, because in the old days, the it would just be like the bar would come out and say, "Hey, Miz, hey Shane, we're challenging you, Elimination Chamber," and then boom, rematch. the next that week's match doesn't matter. The next week's match exactly. doesn't matter. Now it's a brand new thing. We have I haven't seen the Usos versus the Miz and Shane McMahon. I haven't seen that yet. That's new. I want to see new things. That's that's important to me. I think that they think that oh my gosh, if every match is a contender match, nobody will care. And I'm like, nah, uh, not me. No. I care about matches that matter. What the the other option is not. That's like when <laughs> I have people and they'll point to somebody and they'll say. Well, how do you know that they're a draw? And I'm like, well, if they're cracking a million YouTube views every single time, people are going out of their way to see them. And then they'll go, oh, but declining ratings. And I'm like, well, imagine what it would be without that fucking person then. Right. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I mean, declining merch numbers. Well, imagine what it would be without that person who is as over as they can be in this scenario. If the option is nothing, then the option of something, even if it's (laughs) that, is pretty good. But, Sean, how will we know what to expect on Sunday if so-and-so didn't pin the tag team champion in a non-title match three weeks out from the pay-per-view? 
Guys, I'm going to do a series of quick hit live videos after SmackDown Live to cover the news. I'll see if you all like that more than individual clips from this show. I will be plugging this show on there, though. So they get a little bit of the same news, but want to see how those do in comparison to us isolating the clips as that is time sensitive. We had a big reveal, Alex. Daniel Bryan comes out, says that everybody won Sunday because he won Sunday. And he is the planet's champion. He brings out Rowan. I want to say one thing. I, I really don't feel steal like, it from me. I'm not going to knock steal from you. Um, I, 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 I really think that he should be calling himself the champion of the earth. I think that's a yeah, much that's a better one. phrase than the planet's champion. Champion of the earth has so many different meanings to it. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll let that go. I know you loved it, Alex. I sure as hell loved it. Ooh. The recyclable O in Rowan's name. Oh, it was so clever. It, like, this is one of those things is that when you when WWE does things like that, I know they have smart people working behind the scenes. And so when they do, when when the other 99 out of 100 things they do are dumb, I go, come on, people. I know you've got some clever people back there. Let them do more of this stuff. That, that recyclable symbol for the O in Rowan is just inspired. What we saw next was a great promo. Daniel Bryan says that he is a hypocrite because he carries around a WWE title with a leather strap made from a cow that suffered and died for it. The crowd chants uh, recycle. And then after he names the cow Bessie, they chant or Daisy, 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 my apologies. They chant Daisy and then thank you, Daisy. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Daisy's over, man. Daisy's over. Then Daniel Bryan reveals it, and we had posted on Fightful Select there would be a big Daniel Bryan reveal, and I'm going to show it to you guys. The new, eco-friendly, sustainable hemp WWE Championship. This is something that we speculated about prior, Alex. From what I understand, it's got some earth stones in there. It's got wood from naturally fallen oak. Yes, because it, it makes it, it's a lot better since he mentioned naturally fallen oak. Right, right. I I love this. It's 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 dare I say, perfect. It's a perfect prop for this champion to have. And here's here is my main hope for this: that um, whoever beats him for that title has to use it as a prop for their new champion photo shoot. So because because they can't find the old belt wherever it is, and they've got to use this thing. It's in a trash can. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, it's gone forever and in canon. Whoo! This is good stuff. AJ Styles comes out. He said, "Did you smoke the prototype of that thing?" I really, I really wanted like like Daniel Bryan to at least try to launch into a diatribe about there's a difference between hemp and cannabis, you idiot. Like I, I wanted him to like. So just go off about it. That was a fantastic line from AJ. He couldn't have had a better one. Right. He's followed out by Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, Mustafa Ali. Randy Orton says Mustafa Ali got beat up by a girl. And I'm like, well, he kind of did. He kind of did. But that was the thing is that that was what I was afraid of is they were going to use that to belittle him. Just make sure he can never quite get over the top because they're always going to have that to throw at him for the next, whatever, six months or so. But fine, because he winds up, as we're going to see, in, a, in an elimination chamber match with five other Hall of Famers. 
Joe comes out, goes off on everyone in pretty spectacular oh, fashion. He was great. on fire, Alex. Oh, he I I mean, uh, he stays dragging Jeff Hardy. And it's in in a ways that like that there nobody can show me the lie, but I mean like it's it's the old Marge Simpson joke. It's true, but he shouldn't say it. Like like just pretend you're in an AA meeting and sit down and shut up while it's my turn to share. Like come on, man, that got a pop for me. But he's just so good at being this evil evil dude. I I love Samoa Joe, man. Well, he also said, "How's our girl Wendy doing?" Oh. <laughs> It's great. It was, it was good stuff, man. Good stuff, man. They all start to brawl because AJ punched Joe in the face. Daniel Bryan says he's not going to defend his title against all any of them. Yep. Triple H says, yeah, that's right. You're going to defend against all of them at Elimination Chamber, and this mm-hmm. match is going to be good. You're putting Mustafa Ali in an Elimination Chamber match. Like... I, the, you, the people who out there who do not know this boy, he is going to kill himself for this business. In I mean, this match. come on. We're not even talking about the fact that Randy Orton's going to drag Jeff Hardy <laughs> to the top of a chamber by his earlobe and just launch himself <laughs> off with it. <laughs> Jeff Hardy just flailing through the air by his earlobe to the mat. Ah, uh, it's going to be it's, so, so I'm very... Good. I'm very excited for this. So right now we have the Usos versus Miz and Shane McMahon. You don't think that's going to slap? It's going to slap. This one's going to be good. The Women's Elimination Chamber is going to be good. I am excited also. Like it's, it's, it's not lost on me that we, that it's this, this is not a match to see who faces who at Mania. This is an actual title match because as we've discussed, why do you have a Royal Rumble if you immediately have another thing to find out who's facing what? Like, this is it. This is good. Um, I'm I'm into it. Um, and I, I I don't know how they're going to figure out how to do this, but I feel like Luke Harper shows up at Elimination Chamber along with Rowan to to be the the next step of and, and save Daniel Bryan, so Bryan gets to defend it at Mania. Have somebody in the chat saying Mustafa Ali couldn't even win the cruiserweight title on 205 Live, and he's getting a shot at the WWE title. Well, let me familiarize uh, yourself with a guy named Robert Whitaker, who is defending the UFC Middleweight Championship next Sunday or next Saturday on pay per view. After he was a mediocre at best welterweight, how about Daniel Cormier? Couldn't win the UFC Light Heavyweight Championship from John Jones, but you damn well better believe he knocked out Stipe Miocic. On paper, the greatest UFC heavyweight of all time. Like that. How about Rumble Johnson? Couldn't get to the title at 170. Couldn't even make 185. He jumped up at 205, got a title fight. It happens. It's it's rooted in realism. It can happen. I'll tell you guys what's happening Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern. The list and your boy. Join us. I'm considering doing a halftime heat watch along. I think that would be fun. Might do that. Never know what we'll put up there. But this week on Fightful Select, you have Warren Hayes' NXT, NXT UK 205 Live Review. You have Steven Jensen's Weekender Podcast. It is uh, non-WWE stuff. It is a lot of fun. He also covers spoilers, so the NXT spoilers will be there. My Fightful Report podcast is up. And I think actually next, maybe early this week, next week we have uh, St. Valentine Day Massacre Retro Review going up on FightfulSelect.com. But Alex, 
what you got going on this week? Uh, staying the hell indoors. It's supposed to be oh, like yeah. negative 60 wind chill. We're not even supposed to get snow here, and my wife's college classes have already been canceled tomorrow <laughs> because it's so cold. It's so damn cold. Meanwhile, everybody that I – well, outside of Jeremy and Andrew and David Tease, who are from the States, I you know, I, I interact with Jimmy's coworkers right. on a daily basis. I'm talking to Nigel, Melissa, and Lindsay, who are in Toronto in an office every day, and they're just like, piss off, mate. Quit bitching about how cold it is. We go underground for four months out of the year and just operate out of a subway system. It's supposed to be colder here tomorrow than it will be in Antarctica. So I don't that that's wow. That's not necessarily true that Toronto is usually as cold as it's going to be here tomorrow. Somebody asked, Sean, are you taking in any movies this week? That's a random question. I am. I'm gonna try to watch. Get this, Alex. Lethal Weapon 2 this week. Wow. Never seen I, it? I watched Lethal Weapon 1 for the first time in my wow. life a couple months ago. Wow. That's a good one. I, actually, I, I find the 2 is is actually my favorite of, of all of them. So let me tell you how, how much I had to hose myself down. <laughs> I am very critical of movie fight scenes sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I like the mindless, unrealistic aspect. Sure, sure. But especially 80s. Movies do not have realistic fight scenes. I watched Lethal Weapon, and at the end, I was like, is Mel Gibson applying a triangle choke five years before the UFC existed? I'm like, is is he sealing that thing up? Oh, my God, he did. I find out that a Gracie choreographed the fight scenes. Of course. So I'm sold. I'm sold on it. Also, I'm going to try to watch Unbreakable. Going to try to watch Unbreakable. Classic. Whoo! We got that MMA podcast. Subscribe to youtube.com slash fightful MMA boxing. It is over there live all the time. Make sure you guys check it out. Lots of news on Conor McGregor's suspension, Habib's suspension, John Jones's license, all that good stuff. I want to thank you all so much for joining me. Until next time, follow Alex at Palowski the Fourth. Follow me at Sean Ross Sat. Follow us at Fightful Wrestle and Fightful Online. We are out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.